Listener discretion is advised. <laughs> dick of the week. Dick, dick of the dick, week. Dick, dick of the week. week. Dick, dick, dick. Dick, dick of the week. Dick, dick, dick of the week. Dick of the week. Dick of the week. Dick, 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 dick,
Your shadow stretches long across the landscape, and you enjoy watching it shorten as you continue along. Eventually, you find yourself at an old junkyard that matches the address you're looking for. This place would be fascinating regardless of your quest. All kinds of scraps piled up in awkward creations, forming walls and tunnels in some kind of bizarre medieval lair. Hello? You call out, but there's no response. You begin to wander deeper into the junkyard, until eventually you hear a soft purr and catch sight of a sentient motorcycle rumbling <laughs> up to you. <laughs> she has long dark hair and a kind smile. I'm Bizarra, the motorcycle offers. Can I help you? Yeah, you reply, trying your best not to sound annoyed, but having a difficult time. Uh, I woke up this morning to find there's a boot on my car. You hand over the card, and a sentient motorcycle takes it, nodding in confirmation. Over at the old motel? Yup, you reply. We got a call when you were illegally parked, she explains. Didn't want to give you the full tow, so I thought this would be better. Illegally parked, you blurt. Says who? I'm a guest at the hotel. Bazara nods along, her expression one of care and understanding. Well, there must be a mistake then, she offers. Come on back to the shack and we'll get you all sorted out. The living bike revs her engine and then rumbles off into the junkyard, heading into the maze as you follow behind. I'm really sorry about that, Bazara calls over her shoulder. <laughs> These things happen sometimes. You eventually arrive at the old shack with a large sign on top reading, predictably, Bazara's Junkyard and Salvage. The mo motorcycle rolls up to the door and pushes inside. You enter behind her and find a strange little room absolutely covered in American flags and other patriotic Yikes. paraphernalia. Oh, no. It's a stunning display, and the icing on the cake is the enormous bald eagle that sits in the corner, surrounded by a metal cage and staring daggers into you. Ooh, that's a real bald eagle. That can't be legal. She's, <laughs> she's putting boots on our car when we're not even illegal, but then she's got fucking eagles. Okay, mm -hmm. just saying. Sketchy. Sketchy for sure. There's a counter with a cash register, and behind that is a back room. Wait here, Bazara says. We'll get this sorted. You do as you're told as the living motorcycle rumbles off to her private quarters, <coughs> closing the door slightly behind her so that only a small slither remains open. The eagle watches you closely as you make your way around the shelves, picking up various products and looking them over curiously. Eventually, an item behind the counter catches your eye. There are a few of these small containers stacked in a pile. The top of the tin reads, Bazara's Boot Buster, guaranteed to undo most magical automotive boots. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely their truck, comes the voice of the motorcycle, faintly drifting out from the back room. Your heart skips a beat as you hear this. You lean out a bit to get a good view of Bazara through the crack in the door. She's on the phone. Do you want me to cast a lock spell and keep them occupied until you get here? Bazara continues. Yes. They have a bag with them. I'm guessing the device is inside. You're in deep trouble, and you have to act fast if you want to get out of here with the big red button still in your possession. The way you see it, there are two options, and both involve running as fast as you can. <laughs> Unleash the eagle as a distraction and get out of there. Grab Bazaar's boot buster and get out of there on, oh, on page 55. So do we want to unleash the eagle or steal the boot buster? Hmm. You're the guest. That's tough. Both of the, I want to do both so bad. Yeah, so do I. 
Because I love the idea of like the chaos of letting the eagle go while also stealing something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, what if the eagle just gets out and is like, also, I just like to be in the cage. Yeah, he's and like then, glaring at us. Yeah. It wasn't like he was glaring at her. I'm going to go with my gut, which is telling me neither. Um, Not an option. <laughs> not even close to an option. All right. Uh, let's unleash the eagle. I want to see what happens. You're All wild. Right. You are wild. Let's get some chaos energy in here. Mm-hmm. Maybe the eagle will pound us in the butt. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. I was really hoping to to be able to seduce this motorcycle, but so it looks like that. that's not in the cards. Here's like a really fun thing about uh, Jordan. When we play D&D... His characters, without fail, both both characters he's created, have both tried to fuck anyone they meet. The first character was a virgin, though. And so it was like, that was the running joke, was like, this is what you think would work? This The current character is not a virgin, I don't think. She's not. She's not. But she is just as uh, forward. I wouldn't say that she's just as forward. She like doesn't she's... try as hard. No, but, but that's she what... is interested. I feel like she's not <laughs> as hard because Emily's character is is that. Yes. Forward. I am not interested in fucking Emily's character. Yeah. So. <laughs> but in the other game, you definitely would have been. Yes. Absolutely. Anyway, that's why that's funny that he's saying, I really thought we could seduce this motorcycle. Because every time we play D&D, he's trying to seduce everybody. <laughs> Jordan, your horny is showing. Sorry. Always. <laughs> Always. All right. Let's unleash the eagle. Oh my God. I'm excited. This is going to. I like also that I feel like you're going to pick decisions that aren't straightforward and like to solving problems. You're like, let's see how this can complicate the problem. <laughs> I want to know what happens. <laughs> Which I think that's great. That's a great way to play these games. Why would she sell a boot buster that w- could unlock her own magic? You know? That's a very valid point. Okay. Thinking fast, you leap over the counter and rush towards the eagle cage. You swiftly tear open the door, throwing it wide, and then stepping back as the enormous bird leaps through. Be free, majestic creature! You yell triumphantly. <laughs> that, sounds, that, that also sounds like Jordan like freeing an animal. So, are, wait, did, did, did Chuck Tingle uh, consult you in this character? Because I, I feel like he must have. This character feels like very much you. You fully expect the bird to take off in the air with its enormous wings, but instead it lunges directly at you, cutting your words short. <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. And, and transforming them into a frantic shriek. You try your best to cover your face, but the creature's talons are too long and it break and, and its beak too sharp. Bizarra erupts from the back room, but that's the least of your worries as a giant bald eagle continues to screech and attack. Oh my god. You stumble backwards and collapse to the ground as the bird tears away at your flesh, screaming in pain. Looks like you got yourself a big breakfast, Bazara cries out excitedly, laughing as you succumb to your wounds, and the world around you fades to black. The end! You killed us! Oh my god, my first decision today? Wow. You killed us 11 minutes in! Alright, let's rewind. Uh. <laughs> you want to time turner this? We don't got any Hermione's oh around these parts. I, wow. don't even know how, I don't even know how to get back to where we were. I'm ashamed. Yeah. <laughs> I Well, I think you said the other option was page 55. Went to page okay. 55. Let me try that. You're lucky that no one's gonna hold us to not just going to the other page. Man. 
Okay. What a bummer. <laughs> so, well, that has never happened to us when we've been doing something like this. We've never been murdered before. I don't actually know if the other book you can be murdered, though, to be fair. Uh, you know what? No. I think we could have gotten murdered by that, uh, that, oh, the priesty guy. Oh, probably. There's I also didn't... that weird. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. There was also that, like, piratey guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know you could be murdered in the book. Oh, it's a horror uh, thing. I just wanted to see what would happen, and I thought that, like, no matter what, we would we would survive the eagle. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Well, now you know. Well, you, Death is on, you... Death is on the, the menu. Yeah, uh, you, are, you, you are quite wrong about that. If I knew we okay. could die, that would have definitely been the death option. <laughs> Okay, let's rewind. You leap over the counter and grab the tin of magic boot cream. That's in all caps, so that goes in our bag. Mm-hmm. Oh, magic boot cream. Magic boot cream. Then jump back over and run as fast as you can towards the door. You slam into it and keep barreling onward, sprinting out into the junkyard and not looking back. You can hear a commotion behind you, the eagle screeching and Bazara revving her engine, but you've still got a hell of a lead on them as you begin to weave in and out of cars and scrap metal. You've entered the maze, and while they certainly know this place better than you, at least you've been presented with a few options for where to hide. There's no question the motorcycle and bird are faster than you are, but maybe if you keep your wits about you, you might be able to outmaneuver them. Okay, so we're going to die a second time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Continuing onward, you suddenly find yourself faced with a fork in the maze. Either side looks just like another tunnel through these towering stacks of cars with no indication of what lies ahead. You just have to take your chances. Do we head to the left or head to the right? Oh, cool. This one's way easier. Left. Okay. Why did you say left? This is the first one. Okay. It doesn't matter. Okay. You succumb to your gut instinct and veer to the left, sprinting in and around an assorted an assortment of busted washing machines and old worn out refrigerators. It quickly becomes clear that this direction is only leading you deeper into the junkyard. But before you get a chance to turn around, you hear a blood-curdling shriek from above you. The eagle shadow momentarily rushing past. eagle kills us again, I swear to God. Immediately, you duck down behind a pile of metal, haphazardly finding yourself right next to a rusted-out oil drum. Sinking fast, you tilt up the edge and climb underneath, sealing yourself in. Oh, goddammit. You hold your breath, staying perfectly still as you veer as you peer out at this section of the scrapyard through a small hole in the barrel. The eagle flaps down and lands, this massive bird now looking even more terrifying and ferocious than it did while locked up in the cage. It struts around a bit, investigating the area while you struggle to stay perfectly motionless. If you have the bubblegum, turn to page 187. If you don't have bubblegum, turn to page 119. Do we, we have bubblegum? I don't think we don't the have bubblegum. Bubble the keychain. Yeah. Ah, uh, uh, okay. So we're dead. That's fine. <laughs> <clears throat> you watch in utter terror as the eagle draws closer and closer to your hiding spot. <gasps> the enormous bird searching high and low as he pecks his way around the dirt for hidden clues. There must be something that's drawing the beast towards you, some deep and powerful instinct that makes him the elite hunter he is. Thankfully, however, the bird seems to lose interest. The bubblegum probably would have got him to come to us because it would smell good. Mm. Probably. He has a good sense of smell. 
hopping off in the other direction and disappearing from your line of sight. Once the coast is clear, you let out a final soft breath, overwhelmed with gratitude. But the second this happens is the second disaster strikes. Suddenly, a huge predatory eye appears in the hole you've been staring through, angry and enormous. You scream as the massive bald eagle slams into the barrel, tipping it over and revealing you fully. In a fraction of a second, the massive bird is upon you, screeching wildly and slashing you with dagger-like talons. You struggle to defend yourself, throwing up your arms and cowering in fear. But these feeble attempts at protection are no match for this vicious hunter. this bird. (laughs) You can feel blood running down your body as you back farther and farther away, the eagle continuing to peck and claw. Your vision blurs and then begins to fade to black as you collapse in the dirt entirely. The bird still ripping at your flesh as you float off into the darkness. The end. Kill those swines. Jesus fucking Christ. This this bird. You know what's funny? Uh, I would have chosen the bubble gum because that's my favorite snack. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's go right then, I guess. Yeah, I think I mentioned that I wanted to go right. I don't know why you decided to go left. <laughs> Let me see. We have, to rec- can... we have to retcon quite a bit. So go back to, I guess, was it page 55? Yeah. And, that, and that'll give us the two options for left or right at the bottom. Look, that decision felt pretty arbitrary. The bubblegum one? <laughs> no, left or right. <laughs> yeah, that one, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna place blame on you on that one. Is that kid making noise? She best not be. She's a little fussy. She's got an attitude today. Okay, so we're going to the right. Yes. You succumb to your gut instinct and veer to the right, sprinting in and around an assortment of busted television sets and old worn-out ovens. Fortunately, it appears that your intuition was correct. I knew it. Soon, (laughs) My gut instinct. Wait a minute, wait. Don't get too excited because also, what if this is also death? You know what I mean? We'll see. Soon enough, you're bursting out of the scrapyard and sprinting down the road as fast as you can. You glance back over your shoulder to see the eagle remains preoccupied with searching the the maze, circling low as the distance grows between you and this vicious predator. You kick things into high gear and don't let up, sprinting back to the motel as fast as your legs can carry you. When you arrive, you you pull out your newly piffled tin of magic boot cream scooping out a huge glob of the mat- the strange shimmering substance and then wiping it all over the boot that's been attached to your front wheel. The goop sizzles with a swirling magical energy, emitting a strange hiss as it works its magic. You watch in amazement as the powerful compounds begin to react, and moments later, the automotive boot emits a loud clang as it splits open and releases your truck from its metallic grasp. No time to waste! You throw open the door to your cab and climb in and start up your trusty big rig with a deafening roar. As you pull onto the road once more, you find yourself unable to stop smiling, blowing away, blown away by the adventure that you've, your final ride has unexpectedly become. And we just keep on trucking. Nice. Made zero bad <laughs> decisions. Yeah, wow. Amazing. <laughs> it only took three tries. Seriously, though, I... 
I don't. We should have probably told you that death was on the table. You thought this was just like a sexy choose your own adventure. Yeah. Not I thought all choices were going to lead to me getting pounded in the butt by different, mm-hmm. you know, inanimate objects. That's a different or... book that we read. Okay. Eventually, the chaos of the morning settles and fades away behind you, gradually disappearing like the mile markers in your rear view mirror. You'd expect this journey to be a relaxing last hurrah, a simple mission with a little drama and plenty of road to cover, but it clearly hasn't worked out that way. Finally, however, you get to a moment to settle in. Its glorious landscape of Utah stretches out in every direction as you make your crossing. Beautiful mountain passes and deep valleys coming and going as the radio plays all of your favorite songs. It takes a very brief dip into Arizona before finally crossing over into Nevada, the ground beneath your flattening out as it transforms into a vast yellow desert. By now, the sun has crept all the way across the sky and started its descent on the other side of the world, first bathing the sand and asphalt in long shadows and then causing the sky to erupt with a blossom of orange and purple. This is what it's all about. As this breathtaking display begins to fade to black, you crest a hill and bear witness to the emerging lights of Las Vegas below. They twinkle like stars before you, coaxing you onward with the promise of fun and excitement. Of course, fun and excitement is just is the last thing on your mind right now. You're utterly exhausted, having trouble keeping your eyes open as you barrel onward through the desert. For the sake of safety, it's probably a good idea to take a rest here in Las Vegas, but you're also worried that you might get a little distracted. Do we stop in Las Vegas, or do we keep driving a little bit longer? Hmm. My guess is the stuff that the ghost told us has to do with Vegas. Yeah, yeah let's stop in Vegas. I want to see what happens. We've got a we've got a lot of good advice for Vegas, so That's I think true. we're covered. Okay, let's check it out. Unless that ghost was just lying to us. She seemed nice though. I don't know. Do you trust a ghost? Uh, yes. Okay. 100%. Vegas. Despite the deep internal desire to make good time, you decide the best and safest idea is to stop in Las Vegas for the evening. The sparkling lights of the city grow larger and larger as you continue onward, blossoming out before you until they completely fill your vision with dancing bulbs and flickering neon signs. You pull off the freeway and soon enough you find yourself rolling down the Las Vegas Strip, gazing up in wonder at the assortment of enormous themed hotels. You see one that's designed like the futuristic space station called the Zorbus, and another featuring a lifelike backdrop of the Tinglewood Hills. Eventually, however, you come upon the glorious sight of a giant waving cowboy who beckons you onward to the Grand Buckaroo Hotel and Casino. (laughs) You pull into one of the back parking lots that's big enough to host, host your rig and climb out. You double and triple check that you've got your bag with you, the big red button sitting safely inside, then stroll into the lobby in search of a room. The second you enter the majestic building, you find your senses assaulted by buzzers and chimes and endless ringing calling calling out to you from the casino floor. There are revelers everywhere, people enjoying the night out in Sin City as they drink chocolate milk and cr- <laughs> and gamble uh-huh. with reckless abandon. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, chocolate milk. Always. You approach the front desk, greeted, greeted warmly by 
a pterodactyl in a black dress. Looking for a room? She questions. You nod. Just one night, please. The, di- <clears throat> di- the dinosaur types a few things into her computer. No problem at all, she offers. Moments later, you're handed over some money in exchange for a key. The pool and garden are located down there on the first floor. Our gym is available on the third floor. Checkout is at 11 tomorrow morning. Thank you, you reply, starting to turn. Oh, the pterodactyl suddenly calls out, stopping you in your tracks. We're also currently hosting the World Series of Blackjack, she explains. In purchasing the room, you've already, uh, you've been randomly selected for a complimentary entry. The dinosaur hands you a coupon card. Thank you, you reply, turning it over in your hand. The dinosaur moves on and begins to help the next customer, but you're frozen in place. Your mission was to stay focused and get some rest, but suddenly an opportunity has presented itself. What's the harm in trying your hand at some blackjack before hitting the hay? <laughs> Just go to bed at 155 or hit the blackjack tables at 64. <laughs> uh, Does our I mean- Vegas note say anything about gambling? No. It just says don't go with the unicorns and don't go into the gardens and head towards the pool. I'm going to take our chances. I like our odds. We're in Vegas. I got to talk like that. Sure. Let's go. Let's play some blackjack. Okay. And then you you get a and then you get a paper cut and you bleed out. We're going to get attacked by an eagle. Fucking <laughs> 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 eagles. <laughs> Why the hell not? Instead of heading up to your room, you make your way out to the casino floor, hunting through the mess of slot machines and craps table until you eventually find yourself at a check-in booth for the World Series of Blackjack. You hand your card over to the woman behind the counter. I'd like to enter, you state proudly. Wonderful, she replies. We're just getting started. Perfect timing. The woman at the desk takes your coupon and prints out a ticket in exchange, handing it over to you. The slip features a randomly generated seat assignment at one of the various blackjack tables. Good luck, the woman offers. Uh Uh-oh. Soon enough, you find yourself wandering over to an empty seat. You double-check this is the correct spot, still feeling incredibly nervous, but trying your best to stay cool. Then sit down like you know what you're doing. You give the other four players at the table a small nod. I'm Keith, says the player right next to you, a sentient jet plane with a handsome face and a wide smile. He extends a wing and you shake it firmly. Nice to meet you. You too, you offer in return. How's it going so far? Keith shrugs. Competition just started, but I'm feeling good. The sentient vehicle gestures towards the stack of chips in front of him, which is significantly more than the rest of the players around you. Whoa, you blurt. How'd you manage that? Well... I'm a pretty good card counter, Keith admits. Your eyes go wide as you glance over at the dealer, shocked that the jet plane would just reveal this out loud. Mm-hmm. The dealer doesn't react. It's not illegal, Keith informs you, just discouraged. For the competitions, however, the Grand Buckaroo Casino says that card counting is fair game. Huh, well, you reply. I didn't know that. That's not even my real secret weapon, Keith admits. You lean in a little closer, hoping this friendly, sentient plane will offer you a bit of his wisdom. What is? You question. I just play with love. Keith continues. (laughs) (laughs) If I get in a bad mood, then I know it's time to leave. As long as I'm playing with love, I tend to do pretty well. I'll I'll give it a try, you reply. Good. Keith offers you with a (laughs) smile. Because you're up. Oh! You blurt, glancing back at the two cards sitting before you. The dealer stares at you with a 
devastatingly expressionless face. Would you like to hit or stand, they say. Your blackjack knowledge suddenly flashes before your eyes. A split-second refresher on how to play that's there and gone before you have even a chance to acknowledge it. Uh, hit, you reply. The dealer lays down another card, bringing your total up to 21. That's a good thing. Nice work. The jet plane leans over and whispers in your ear. You're going to do just fine. Yikes. Wow. <laughs> We're going to bang a jet plane. Can only hope. Yeah. You continue playing throughout the evening, trusting your instincts and trying your best to remember Keith's advice about playing with love in your heart. Eventually, the other, other players begin to lose all their chips and slip away, while the stacks belonging to you and your new jet plane friend grow steadily larger. Soon enough, the dealers take a break and your chips are all collected, then moved over to the final table. You have five minutes to grab a snack or stretch your legs, and during this time, another player, who happens to be a sentient corn on the cob, approaches you. How are you doing? She asks. Pretty good, actually, you retort, surprising even yourself. I made it to the final table. The living vegetable's eyes go wide. You can tell that she's sincerely impressed and happy for you. Really? That's great. You nod. How about yourself? The sh corn shakes her head in disappointment. It just wasn't my night, she uh, uh, she says. I got knocked out just before the break. I guess that's the way these competitions go when you choose, when you close in on the final table. If you don't have a little luck on your side, then you're dead in the water. Suddenly, a bell rings, alerting you that the competition will begin again in 30 seconds. You better get back there, the living corn reminds you. If you have a lucky jackalope's foot, turn to page 115. If you have a lucky unicorn shoe, turn to page 158. If you have no lucky items, turn to page 153. We've got a unicorn shoe. Cool. Ooh, it's so hard to... I have fingernails, <clears throat> and I don't want to press the wrong link. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there we go. Remembering that you've got a lucky unicorn shoe, you pull it out and give this the metal semicircle a rub with your fingers hoping to brush off a little of the magic for yourself. Who knows if it actually will work. You sit back down at the blackjack table just in time for the game to start up again. The cards coming out and everyone taking a look at what they've got. There's a slight gasp when your two cards are revealed. Blackjack, the dealer announces, handing you your winnings. Surely this must be a coincidence, you think. But after the next few hands, you begin to think that your lucky unicorn shoe might be working a lot harder than you initially thought. Gradually, the other players start to bust out, eventually dropping the field down to just you and Keith the jet plane. <laughs> I gotta say, and I mean this in the nicest way possible, but you're the luckiest person I've ever met, Keith <laughs> informs you. You've been on a hell of a run. Thanks, you reply, not knowing what else to say. How'd you like to join my card counting team? A sentient answer <laughs> questions. <laughs> You wouldn't even need to know how to count with luck like this. It sounds nice, you admit, but I'm on a mission. I shouldn't even be here right now. <laughs> Keith narrows his eyes in confusion. What do you mean? You lower your voice a bit, despite the fact that there's only two of you left at the table. You hesitate for only a moment, then succumb to, to the trust that you've gradually developed for your new jet plane friend. I'm in the process of delivering a device that has the power to destroy or save the world, you explain. Damn, it's so called, there. Wow. right? Jesus Christ. It's called the Big Red Button, and I need to get it to a scientist in San Diego as soon as possible. 
Keith laughs. Why didn't you say so? I know a bunch of planes at the San Diego airport. Let's just bring the scientists to you. You do that? You blurt, blown away by his generosity. The jet plane shrugs. I mean, the fate of the world depends on it, right? (laughs) The dealer suddenly interrupts your conversation, motioning towards Keith. Would you like to hit or stand? He questions. I don't care. Keith replies. (laughs) You need... (laughs) You need to choose, sir, the dealer continues. The jet plane shrugs, amused. I quit then. Give my friend here the grand prize. Your eyes go wide. Wait, what? You blurt. It's fine, Keith says. I'm a billionaire already. I just do the world <laughs> I just do the World Series of Blackjack for fun. Alarm bells start going off as confetti begins to fall from the ceiling above you. We have a winner, the dealer announces, springing to his feet. You stand at attention in the wide open expanse of the Las Vegas airport, a tarmac nearby and the recently landed plane from Santa Monica finally rolling to a stop. You glance over at Keith, who's right there next to you, and offer one last thank you. Don't mention it, he says. Uh, the jet plane replies. This timeline is important to all of us. You turn back to see that a short, stout man is emerging from his vehicle, climbing down a set of stairs, and then making his way towards you with a wide smile and open arms. He sports round features as friendly smile that's buried beneath a large white beard. Hello, hello! The man calls out as he greets you with a hug. You must be Boris Reams, you offer. In the flesh, the scientist responds. I don't know what this voice is when I'm doing it, but I'm stuck now. I love it. It sounds like uh, um, someone that might live in the Wizard of Oz, like land. Mm. Like, 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 you're like the mayor of some, like, bubblegum town. <laughs> Hi, welcome to our town. <laughs> I tre- also talk radio. <laughs> the streets are paved in zebra gum. <laughs> I thought you were going to say zebra guts. So did I. That would be wildly, guys. Would be wildly inappropriate for the land of Oz. All right, come on. Okay, you're come right, you're on, right. come but on. Also, that's also very funny and gross. So <laughs> I like that more. You pull out your bag and hand it over to him. Boris immediately looks inside, a sense of wonder and amazement overwhelming his expression. The big red button. He gushes out loud. Boris reaches in and carefully pulls out the device, turning it over in his hands as he inspects in the intricate nature of the machine. Thank you for keeping this out of the wrong hands, the scientist offers with a deep sincerity, turning his attention back to you. This will unlock more than just the secrets of a timeline transportation. It will unlock the potential for more love in this universe than we ever thought possible. Wow. Boris pauses again, lost in thought, then suddenly returns to reality. I better get started, he announces. (laughs) (laughs) I'm headed to a secret facility in the desert where I'll be safe to do my work. Area 52. You say your goodbyes. Moments later, Boris Reams is rushing over to a fleet of black unmarked SUVs, leaving just as quickly as he arrived. As he watched Boris take off into the wide open Nebraska desert, Keith turns his attention back to you. An inquisitive look on his jet face plane. What? On his jet plane face is what I meant <laughs> to say. <laughs> so what are you going to do now? The billionaire jet plane questions. The card counting team's offer still stands. Become a card counter on page 31. And if you still love trucking, turn to page 186. Well. Weren't you retiring? I thought we were, yeah, I thought we were going to retire. 
I do not oh, want to. We still need to. We still need to deliver the chocolate milk, though. I think that was a ruse. I don't think there's any chocolate milk to deliver. Oh, okay. I mean, there yeah, is. Yeah, I think. I think. I think Ted destroyed all the chocolate milk. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think you're right. But like, I don't want to be on the card counting team, and I don't want to work for this billionaire. Okay. You know. You do love driving trucks. I do love driving trucks. All right. Uh, let's drive trucks. Okay. Also, we're not good at counting cards. We just have a lucky unicorn shoe. Exactly. The plan was always to retire, but as your adventure on the fateful day made very clear, things don't always go according to plan. With your brand brand new business partner, Keith the Billionaire Jetplane, you were able to pour enough money into Truckman Trucking that it became an international shipping company spanning a variety of different vehicle types. Your boss was so impressed with your hard work, in fact, that he made you and Keith the joint heads of the company once he stepped down. Of course, Ted Cobbler was there every step of the way trying to stop you with some evil plan. But evil plans will only ever get you so far in this world. With love on your side and a firm desire to get products where they're going, Truckman Trucking eventually put Cobbler Enterprises out of business for good. Nice. Where are you going? Keith asks out for uh, out t- calls out to you from his corner office. You're strolling by, heading towards the elevator when he notices your escape. Making a trip, you reply. I'll be back on Monday. The sentient jet plane just shakes his head in both confusion and reverence. I can't believe you're still doing that. He offers. You know that you're the boss, right? He shrugged. You shrug. I'm the boss, which means if I want to drive a shipment of spaghetti to Florida over the weekend, that's exactly what I'm going to do. <laughs> Keith laughs, laughs, still not getting it, but appreciating your desire all the same. All right, all right. I'll see you on Monday. You continue to the elevator and step inside, pressing a button for the shipping warehouse. Your truck is ready, loaded up with wait- and waiting for you. You can't wait to get behind the wheel. The end. We did wow. it, and we didn't die this time. We didn't die. We didn't get laid. Yeah. I wonder if there's any sex in this book. There might not know. be. Yeah, that's it true. Might have just been like an adventure story. That's fine. I had fun. Yeah. And we can like fill in the blanks a little bit with like what happened afterwards. Right. I assume that we had an adversarial but also sexual relationship with Ted the Devil. <laughs> Probably. See, I was and thinking we were, we were we were probably banging uh our sentient plane. I'm not going to bang a billionaire. <laughs> I'll use you for your money to get my company going, but I'm not going to bang you. They don't deserve it. <laughs> uh, also, the uh, the potato that got lost in our um yeah we magic compartment. Her. I bet you that in the ensuing years after starting our own company, the potato got out of the compartment and we got married oh that's a nice that's nice i like that that's nice cool yeah yeah so that we successfully finished a tingle adventure yay we finished it three times today (laughs) we're gonna pretend like the deaths never happened Good. Happy endings for all. Can you it's... just edit that out? You can just no. like, stitch it all together no. to make it look Not like even... we are good at this. Not even a little bit. <laughs> that was what made this episode good. <laughs> we don't we don't edit anything on this podcast. Truly, like we edit out some things. Like uh... yeah, I edit out like ums and things like that. But for the most part, 
If, if, if we happen to ramble way too much about something that has nothing to do with what we're actually talking about, sometimes I'll cut that. But <laughs> Yeah, for the, for the most part, this is a pretty uh, raw podcast. So if I'm like, um, mm, you'll edit that out right yeah. now? Are you going to edit that out, what I just did? I might edit out all of this. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Depends. But you didn't do any of that when you were making decisions. And also, while you're making decisions, the ums and the uhs are part of making the decision. So why would we edit that out? That's true. That is true, because that's your, your thinking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're okay with that. It's when me and Liz are on a tangent and we, uh... Okay. Yeah, I, I, do, I, do, I, do, I do fix that. Yeah. yeah. When well, I then... completely fuck up a line uh, reading, I... I... I will fix that too. <laughs> that's fair. I mean, like that's one of the perks of editing. You get to like make yourself sound good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Take care of yourself, man. <sighs> All right. Well, that was really fun. Yeah. I have I, a. I got a Halloween pickup line for you. Excellent. Okay. Pick a number between one and ten. Or actually, pick a number between one and twenty-five. Um. You're so stupid. 17. Forget your broom. Write me instead. <laughs> nice. Solid. Solid. <laughs> that's a solid one. Although, if you say to someone that's not dressed as a witch, it does not work. Oh, that's true. You have to. Yeah. Or a janitor. <laughs> you got. <laughs> a janitor yes. with a very specific extracurricular mm-hmm. activity. Yes. I, I love it. Sucking their broom. Well, uh, this might be the last one um, until uh, after uh, Kazao's 2 comes. Kazao's 2! Electric Uh, Boogaloo! Exactly. That is their name. Um, (laughs) But yeah, because I was like, well, today I was like, oh, we're like two weeks away, so we should probably uh, put that in the podcast. Yeah. But uh, the bounce back's pretty fast, usually, so... It's just a matter of finding like an hour and a half when yeah. uh, when tiniest baby's asleep. So we'll figure it out. Little baby. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Well, and this is see, this is releasing on Wednesday, so hopefully we have good election news as That'd people are good. listening to this. If not, yeah. I will just go cry. <laughs> right, and so also this break might be good for that as well because we don't. Me and Liz are very open about our politics, uh, as you've seen from our social media. But uh, we don't want to turn this podcast into us just crying. Yeah. I hope on election day, the good news is that the Pentagon explodes. <laughs> that is good news. Oh, God. But yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. That, I don't know. That part this doesn't. It's like wishful thinking. I mean, you know. But yeah, so we don't want to just weep into this podcast. I mean, we might cry sometime, but... Yeah, I'd, I would rather focus on positive things on the podcast. I almost cried when that bald eagle killed me twice. You were like looking really upset. You made some choices. Why would you release the bald eagle that's glaring at you? Liz, edit this part out. No one needs to know that I made those choices, okay? <laughs> I mean, you made those choices in the, in I the audio like, earlier. I feel like I feel like the name of this episode should be Liz, please edit this out. <laughs> Because I, you can't, sorry. All right, well, I guess then we are done here. Yes, ma'am. So I will, uh, we'll, we'll be back when we can be back. 
Yeah, I might do like a mini episode during NaNoWriMo just, just for Ooh, shits and yeah. giggles. Oh, man, that's coming up. I really wanted to do it, but then I realized how uh, that is not even close to being a possibility. So, If you were told me you were doing it, I'd be like, no, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not allowing it. <laughs> last year, I tried to do it, and last year, I failed at it also because I had a under uh, under one-year-old, so <laughs> that failed Next hard. year, 2021. 2021 will be the year, man. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh. I guess that's a that's a good uh, thank you for being our special guest for two two episodes. Thank you for having yes, me. Yes, thank you, Jordan. That was wonderful. Um, Even if you killed us twice. Hey, yeah. edit that out. No, no. <laughs> uh, and I guess we'll we'll see you when we see you. Yep. All right. Bye. <laughs> bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. We would love to hear from you, so contact us at lnlsmutcast at gmail you can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at LNL Smutcast. Find episodes of this and other great shows at calamitycast.com or wherever you find your podcast. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode of Dick of the Week. This has been a Calamity Cast production. For more content, visit calamitycast.com and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.